Thank you, choir, for the singing this morning. I want to say thank you for the prayers, the cards, and all that uh, I received during uh, my sickness. Continue to pray. Got a couple of more tests coming back. Hopefully they'll be okay. Uh, so just pray that the Lord's will will be done there. The message today will be shorter than a long one. <clears throat> a lady had been in this church for many, many years, and uh, she'd never married. And uh, she moved away from the church uh, and decided one day that she would... Uh, come back to visit the church that she'd been part of for so many years. When she got back, she said to the pastor, Pastor, I just want you to know while I've been away, I got married. And the pastor said, well, that's good. That's wonderful. Then she said, but my husband's not good looking. And the pastor said, oh, that's bad. Then she said, but he's rich. He's got a lot of money. And the pastor said, uh, that's good. But she says he's stingy. Oh, that's bad. But he built us a big house and furnished it well. Oh, that's good. But the house burned. Oh, that's bad. But he was in it. <laughs> what do you say in a moment like that? <laughs> and I'm sure the pastor's been in situations somewhat similar. Just don't know what to say. So in times of circumstances, we say it's good or it's bad, and sometimes we just don't know what to say. But the title of my message, Just Wait Till God is Finished, there are two verses in the Bible that I feel like are read um, quite a bit or referred to more. One is John 3.16, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that Whosoever believes in Him shall never perish, but have everlasting life. And then the one in Romans chapter number 8, verse number 28, and I'll tell you how this message was birthed a little later on. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. Uh, Probably the most misunderstood and misapplied verse in the Scriptures. Uh, pray with me. Father, thank you this morning for the privilege to be here. Thank you for your presence through the Holy Spirit of God that indwells our heart because we've been born again. I pray that you'll bless your word today. Use me in this, in this message to bring honor and glory to your name. And we'll thank you and praise you for we ask it in Jesus' name. 
Amen. As we look at this verse, I want you to stay with me. We're going somewhere. I appreciate the pastor and I appreciate uh, Aaron preaching what is known as expository sermons. Uh, I've always wanted to do that, but I've never been able to do that somehow. I guess I was taught how to preach alliterated sermons. And by that I simply mean each point usually begins with the same letter. And I was taught that most people can remember two or three things. So my sermons usually are three points in a poem. And sometimes I don't get to poem. Three things this morning in, verse, in these verses, and I'll read verse 29 in a little bit to go along with this. So you'll notice first of all that there's a faithful promise here in verse number 28. And we no. You don't have to pray about it, think about it, and we know. Two Greek words translated in the New Testament on the word know. There is the word gnosko, which means to become to know, to get to know, or to gradually know. And then there's a second word uh, translated, is the word I do, which is translated into our English word, to know, which speaks of the force of knowing something without an explanation. And so sometimes these two words are used in the same verse. Kind of like in John chapter number 13 where Jesus laid aside His garments, uh, <clears throat> He took a basin of water, uh, and He girded Himself. Uh, and He comes to the Apostle Peter. And Peter doesn't want Jesus to wash His feet. Uh, and of course, Jesus said unto him, says, If I do not wash your feet, you have no part, you have no part with me again. And he says, what I do now, thou, I do not. Thou knowest not. What I'm doing, you don't fully understand what I'm knowing now. But you shall gnosko later. You'll come to know why I'm doing what I'm doing. You don't understand it now, but you will understand it now. <clears throat> so Paul uses the word no. Here in verse 28, which means to be fully persuaded. He knew even though he did not fully understand. Paul is saying, I can't explain all things, but I know all things are working together for my good and God's glory. Many things I don't understand. I don't understand why some babies are born healthy and other babies are born into a life of sickness. And all their life, they carry this sickness with them. I don't understand why some people have so much material wealth uh, and others has very little I can't, I can't explain why 
Sometimes God takes out a young person at a very young age and He lets others live on. I don't understand why some women abort their children while there are other mothers out there that would be more than willing to adopt them and bring them into their families. Even though I may not understand and explain these things, uh, I still know that all things are working together to, uh, for good to them that, that love God. So it's a faithful promise. Uh, and we know. And then there is a fruitful process. Uh, now we all have a problem some, sometimes with this verse because we want this verse to say, all things work together for good. But that's not what this verse says. Uh, I mean, when th bad things happen in our lives, and they do happen in our lives, and we experience some of these things, uh, and we may, don't, we, we may not understand these things, but verse number 28 comes up. Uh, a few weeks ago, as you know, most of you, I lay in a hospital bed with an IV in my arm and them giving me a medication that they said was going to make me good. And, my, and I had to come home with that, uh, mid, uh, that midline in my arm. And my family, they had to mix these things together. And uh, the nurse came in and says, be sure that you mix all of these things together. So... Josh helped us some, and my wife finally got a hold of it, uh, and uh, I reckon they mixed it well. I'm here. <laughs> so, we may not understand some of these things. We may not understand the uh, mixing together of certain drugs uh, for certain things. Uh, I'd, I don't know what had happened had they not mixed them well, but I'm grateful that they mixed them well. There's some things in and of themselves that are not good. If we only had one dark valley to go through, it might not be such a bad circumstance to go through. But as I lay in that hospital bed, Romans 8, 28 kept coming to my mind day and night while I was there. All this is working together for your good. And I could not understand why me laying here with this thing going into my body, how this is working together for my good. But I reckon it was. I'm glad when our storms come, God's promised us peace. I'm glad that when He gives us peace, or when He gives us joy, uh, He brings darkness to light. And sometimes in our burdens, He brings grace. And that's what happened. God gave me grace while I lay there. Now, there's some things I don't understand. I don't understand mixing them together. For example, I don't like just flour. I, I, I just don't like eating flour. I don't like eating plain sugar. I don't think I've ever 
took up a bottle of vanilla extract or lemon extract and drank out of the bottle. I, I just don't care for that. I don't care for shortening. I, I've never put a spoon down into the shortening can and got me a spoonful of shortening and, and begin to lick on that like you would peanut butter or something. But mix all of them together and call me because I like cake. You mix all that together and it makes something good. And God is telling me here, I'm mixing all of this together and it's working together for your good. And when God gets finished with all of this, uh, I'm sure that I'm going to have to say amen to everything that I have had to go through. There's a story in the book of Genesis about a man by the name of Joseph. And I can't find anything bad about this man by the name of Joseph. I know he was a sinner just like everybody else because the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But when you read the story of Joseph, how that he was betrayed by his brethren. They hated him because of the Technicolor, technicolor dream coat that his father had made for him. The coat of many colors. But when you look that up in a concordance, you find out it doesn't say anything about colors. It simply says it was a long sleeve coat down to his, uh, down to his wrist. And then it's a coat that went all the way down to the ankles. Uh, and it spoke of his royalty. And they hated him because the father had kindly singled him out and made him more important than the other brothers. So parents need to learn a great lesson here. You never show partiality in your family. I sat yesterday under my son's carport and watched all of my siblings out there, and I'm just amazed as I watched them. And then they said, uh, it's ready, and we knew what that meant. The blessing was prayed, and I dug in. I ate too much. Joseph here, as he was hated by his brothers, uh, they said, let's get rid of this dreamer. They, they caught him. They put him in a pit. Uh, and they left him for dead. Uh, and then there was a bunch of people that were coming by uh, on, down uh, to Egypt. Uh, and they pulled him out of the pit and sold him for 20 pieces of silver. He's one of the greatest types in the Old Testament of our Lord Jesus Christ. He was sold into slavery. He was put into a household that the wife of the man that was in charge ridiculed him and accused him of rape. And Joseph, who did no wrong, did not deserve what was happening unto him. But for ten years, Joseph didn't understand that all things are working together for his good and God's glory. He couldn't understand that. But later on, you can see there in Genesis chapter number 50, 
verse number 20. He said there, but as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good. Joseph experienced Romans 8 and 28 back in Genesis chapter number 50, verse number 20. Here where God was working this out, he didn't understand being in a pit. He didn't understand being persecuted. He didn't understand being in prison. He didn't understand why his brothers hated him. But here all things were working together for his good because he loved God. And everything that you're going through, whatever it is, is for your good and God's glory. Joseph knew that he was in the place that God wanted him to be. I didn't understand laying in that hospital bed that I was in a place that God wanted me to be. But I learned to pray through the night. And they come in, I don't know why you that are in the nursing field, I don't know why you got to draw blood at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I got to draw your blood. Four o'clock in the morning, yeah. And they ram that needle in there. And I've got an IV over here. Why can't they pull it out of that? Well, they're not a, what is it they call that, Rick? Well, Rick, Rick told me the name of that person that can do that. An ordinary nurse can't do that. My understanding. But I got to do it. Okay. So I'm awake now. And I'd get up. And right outside my window, 324, there's a beautiful flag flying in the breeze. And I watched God create a brand new day every day that I was there. And I'd watch the sun come up and I'd say, God... Thank you for making a brand new day for me. Every day is a new day. And I don't know what's going to happen this day, God, but I know everything that's going to happen today is for my good and your glory. Then there's the finished product. You'll notice there to them called according to his purpose. Uh, every Christian has a purpose. And you've got to find what that purpose is. I know and I realize that for a long time I struggled with the purpose of God. and I didn't want to do what God wanted me to do. And I struggled with that purpose until I gave in to the purpose that God wanted me to do. God has given sermons in, 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 in miraculous ways. Sometime a sermon experientially in front of your back will get your attention more than one sitting on a pew. Because you can't do anything else. I didn't understand why God was going through what I was going through. But I was going through it for God's purpose. So look at verse 29. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Now I need a little help here. Any English teachers here? Any English teachers here? English teachers. 
All right. Ben, for is a what word? He needs to go back to school, don't he? For is a conjunction. F-O-R is a conjunction. So, verse 28 says, All things are working together to them that are called according to His purpose. Uh, for whom He did foreknow. He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brethren. So for is connecting. It's a conjunction word connecting these two verses together. So we have verse number 29, and God is taking verse number 29, and He's reaching over here and He's getting verse number 28, and He's bringing them together. All everything that's happening unto us uh, is happening unto us uh, because uh, we're going to be conformed one day to the image of His Son. And it takes me laying in a hospital bed one, one night in order to be conformed to the image of God. Whatever you go through, God is doing that for a purpose in your life that you might be like Him one day. Before you answer this too quickly, you give it some thought now. How many sons did God have? One? What about two? Okay. In Luke chapter number 3, I've read this all my life, and I didn't see this. In Luke chapter number 3, verse number 38, it says there, talking about which was the son of Enos, which was the son of Seth, which was the son of Adam, which was the Son of God. Now let me explain. Adam was the created son. You remember back in the beginning where it said, let us make man in our own image and in our own likeness. And if you look up the word image and likeness, they mean to mirror or to reflect. So God created this man, Adam, To reflect who he was. And when he would look at Adam, he would see himself. But we know the story. Adam fell. Adam sinned. Adam 
partook of the forbidden fruit. And when God came to the garden in the cool of the day, He could no longer see Himself in Adam because something had died in Adam. Adam became a sinner. He became dead in trespasses and sin. And so he could not mirror everything that God wanted him to be like in the beginning. You and I are not what we're going to be. Thank God we're going to be different one day. One day we're going to get a glorified body, likened unto the Son of God. But there's another Son, the only begotten Son. And Jesus Christ was everything that God intended for man to be. So when He created man to reflect everything that He was, and Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son, everything that God intended for Him to be. And if you remember, when, when Jesus was here upon the earth, and He came unto His disciples, and He said unto them, He said, If you've seen Me, you've seen what? You've seen the Father. And when John baptized Jesus in the river of Jordan, what did the Father say? He said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. So God was so pleased with Jesus dying on the cross, paying the supreme sacrifice for our sins, that one day, on resurrection morning, when the soul and the spirit comes out of glory and reunites with that body that has been in the grave. Now, I hope he comes before I go to the grave. But if he doesn't come, clouds or clods makes no difference. We're going to be absent from the body present with the Lord. So we're going to have a body like unto Jesus. So how is God now, right now, how is it that everything that we're going through, how is it that it's conforming us uh, to the image of His Son? You have to look back at verse 28. What is it that God is using to conform us to His Son. All things. All things. Whatever it is. We got a... My wife got a little thing through Facebook concerning a lady that we've known for many, many years. And her granddaughter and telling what's going on with this lady now. And she says, she has dementia. Many times she don't know us. She's forgotten who we are. Mary and I have lived that life. 
We watched a healthy mother, my mother, come to the place that she no longer knows us. So how is all things working together there to bring glory to God? I can't explain. I don't know. I don't know. But God is mixing all things together like the flour and the shortening and the flavor and the sugar and all that goes in them lemon pound cakes. Mixing all that together. And when that thing comes out of the oven, you can smell it. And when you cut it, are you hungry yet? melts in your mouth. So God is taking the hospital beds. He's taking all the cancers. He's taking everything that is out there. And He's mixing it together that we might be conformed to His image. He lives. He lives. You ask me how I know He lives. He lives within my heart. He loves us. And He's Lord over us. God has removed all condemnation. And we as believers are secure because of a full, full work of Christ. Christ died for us. He was delivered for our offenses. Christ was raised from the dead. He was raised for our justification. He's on the right hand of the Father. He's the living Christ. He's making intercession for us even today. Did you pray for yourself this morning? If you didn't, you should. But if you forgot to pray, he, he didn't forget. He prayed for us. It's the kind of father that we have. The fourfold work of Christ is the reason that nobody can lay anything to the charge of God's children. And nothing is able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Let me close with this. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or pearl or sword? As it is written for thy sake, we're killed all the day long. We're counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all things we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord.
We're going to get a glorified body one day. Let's stand. Father, we're grateful this morning that you'll not put more on us than we're able to bear. Sometimes we struggle with our problems that we have. And we don't understand how it's all working out. But we know when you get finished with us. When it's all mixed together. And we come into your presence and we look like you in a glorified body. We'll have to say amen to what has taken place. Speak to the hearts of thy people that are here this morning. There may be some here that's going through some difficulties. Some here this morning, God, that's got questions that they don't, they don't understand and they need, they, they need an answer. And maybe this morning, God, you can give it to them. So I pray in Jesus' name, you'll speak to our hearts. For that one that may be here don't, that don't know you, I pray today would be the day that you become their personal Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey guys, Pastor Scotty Gerard here, and I just wanted to say thank you for joining us today. We really hope that this has been a resource that's helped you grow in your purpose for God, but also grow in His glory. We also want to extend an invitation to you to join us here in person at Harmony Grove. We are located at 1008 Town Creek School Road in Blairsville, Georgia. We would love for you to come be a part of our service, to be a part of our small groups. If you have children, we have children's classes on Wednesday night and on Sunday morning. And all this information can be found on our website. We'd also like to continue help you in your growth with Christ. If you have a question, maybe a prayer request, or just need to talk to somebody, you can contact us in the emails below in the description, or you can also contact us through our app and through our website, which are also found in the description below. Again, we hope this has been a blessing to you because we know that you joining us today has been a great blessing to us. Thank you so much. God bless.